Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. Actually, really sunny, pretty, icy Seattle. So gorgeous. So gorgeous. Oh my gosh. This Mm -hmm. would be a really good snowshoeing day. Oh, yeah. yeah, This would be a good snowshoeing day. So if you have the day off and you want to throw those snowshoes in the back of your car and head up the mountain, this is the day. Or go down to Portland. I hear they got dumped. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if you can get there. Oh my gosh. You can have your snowshoes. You can just walk right down. It makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Portland, Oregon isn't that far from Seattle. It's about three hours, three and a half, depending on how fast you drive. Yes, exactly. And uh, they got dumped with like a foot of snow. Ridiculous in like less than a day. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And we don't get that much snow here. No. on the west coast we get it like comes and then it's gone in like a couple hours you like you have to take a picture really quick it's like almost it's like we're a little jealous but we're also like ha at the same time right right <laughs> Just because uh well so to our portland people we hope you're having a great Sunday. yeah a lot of love really yeah mm-hmm. really um have a lovely day mm-hmm. so uh, as everyone knows who listens to the show and if you're new to the show welcome we love having you we love having new listeners and all of these wonderful things one of the things i love to do is interview people who i believe are on the leading edge of thought and today's one of those days where for half of our show, the first half, I get to interview the author of Karma Can Be a Real Pain, Past Life Clues to Current Life Modalities, Modalities, excuse me, Joanne DiMaggio. Um, Joanne has been, this is her third book, actually, um, has been studying past lives for 25 years. In her early 90s, she formed her own past life research center outside of Chicago, where she worked with leading experts in the field. Uh, her other books are writing, um, conversing with your higher self, and your soul remembers. Um, Welcome to the show, Joanne. Thanks, Marie. I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you, and I really enjoy your book enormously. I love the the stories, uh, which I think are lovely to put in, you know, the work that you've done and um, the studies that you've done. I think that's very exciting, uh, your clients' um, stories as well. And then also the back of the book is really cool because you are helping people to learn to write their past life experiences. Right. The full writing aspect oh. of it was really an important element in the in the research project. No kidding. So what turned you on to past lives? You know, what happened that made you go, oh, my gosh, this is incredible? Well, you know, um, I think I can trace it back to when I was fairly young. I, as a teenager, I was reading books about reincarnation. I was reading Ruth Montgomery and Jess Stern. I was reading about Edgar Cayce, um, and it just made a lot of sense to me. I was born and raised Catholic, and I had a lot of questions about, you know, a, a, a universe that was uh, a little bit more fair than, than what I perceived it to be, a loving and just God. And reincarnation answered all those questions for me. Um, so I studied it on and off and then uh, kind of went to sleep, didn't pay much attention to it, uh, until um, 1987 when Shirley MacLaine came out without on a limb. Right. And that was turned into a miniseries for your older listeners who might remember <laughs> that. Uh, and uh, and every, it was like the big wake-up call, I think, to a lot of sleeping metaphysicians. And after that, I just uh, began to study it in earnest. I joined the... Uh, Edgar Cayce's Association for Research and Enlightenment became a, a student of Edgar Cayce's and his teachings, 
and uh, formed my own past life organization, started meeting past life therapists, and it just went on from there. Wow. So that's still what you do besides writing. You uh, do sessions with people about their past lives. I do. I I do do private sessions. Uh, Sometimes I'll do a group regression if I'm doing a a workshop or a conference someplace. Uh, And also the soul writing. Uh, Sometimes I teach that separately, and I always incorporate it into a regression at the end because it enables people to get deeper into the story that, that just unfolded in the regression. Oh, wow. uh, so we're talking directly to their soul, and, and we're saying, you know, is there anything else that, that you could give us in writing that we didn't get in, um, you know, in the regression? So soul writing is basically a written form of meditation, so anybody could do it. And you don't have to just do it for past lives. You could apply it to any part of your life. But for the purpose of my research project, I did use it to, uh, to augment the, um, the, the regression uh, aspect of the session. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I think it's phenomenal. I've certainly done some of that work for myself and um, do it for my clients as well. So in, in your book, too, you're, you're talking about our health, you know, mm-hmm. how our health is such an incredible part of who we are. And, of course, we have cellular memory, right? Our cells remember mm-hmm. our previous lifetimes. And so mm-hmm. if we are indeed looking into a previous lifetime and having a conversation or understanding more of what happened, then we can reverse our health issues. Is that how you would describe it? I would. I, I believe that just un- sometimes it's just in the knowing, knowing where did this come from. I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, you know, I've exhausted all of the traditional means of, of discovering what, why I have this particular condition, and I think there's something more to it than, than, uh, than I'm being told. And so, um, you know, your bodies can carry with it uh, physical symptoms, are often a message about a core issue or a lesson uh, that that you've brought in with you from a prior lifetime. So I had people starting to come to me um, with with issues. Uh, you know, I had a woman with um, head to toe psoriasis who came in, and she said, I, "I'd like to know where this is coming from." And she went back to a lifetime in which she was a call girl in the old west. And um, when I asked her what her last thoughts were when her soul left her body, she said. I don't want to be touched anymore. Wow. And so in this, in this life, she creates, a, she manifests a skin condition in which really nobody wants to touch her. So that, that my, my practice started changing. More and more people were coming in with those kind of stories. Then I heard Dr. Norm Shealy um, make an astonishing statement that um, he believed that it was in his experience that all significant illnesses or accidents in this life were the result of unfinished business from a previous life. So for a, a medical doctor to make that statement uh, really uh, opened my eyes and I thought, you know, I bet there's a research project in, in, in here that I could do to see if that was in fact uh, what was going on. And so that's how this whole thing evolved. Wow. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that whatever we're experiencing in this lifetime is a reflection of things we haven't healed in previous lifetimes, whatever it is. And so, mm-hmm. of course, illness um, has a part of it. So what I found interesting, because I agree with you, just, you know, having the awareness makes huge significant changes because a lot of times our mind needs some sort of answer as like, why is this happening to me? Right. And and so when we can have a, a, a an answer that's actually felt on, on our soul's level, it, mm-hmm. it somehow starts to erase, you know, like a domino effect of of the symptoms. But what I found so interesting about your writing is, because I'd never really thought about this, is that conversation about their death. You know, right. so you have this, you know, uh, 
in part of your work where you really sit down and, and, and part of the, the uh, passive regression is how did you feel when you died? What happened? And I think that's a remarkable, important aspect that maybe not everyone necessarily pays attention to. Right. I, I do. When we go through the death scene, you know, I'll ask the basic questions. Where are you? Are you alone? Uh, how old are you? And, you know, do you know what, what's the cause of your death? And then I'll take them to the moment that the soul is leaving the body. And I'll say, what were your last thoughts? Did you have any unfinished business? Did you have any resentment? And that's where a lot of the aha moments come in, because there are people who will say, uh, and, and mostly people say, I will tell you this, it, it's that they should have loved more, that, that their families were more important than whatever they were dealing with. Um, but then mm-hmm. other people had had really kind of sad uh, last thoughts, like, My, this, this life was worthless, wow. um, or I don't mean anything to anybody, or, you know, things like that, that, that you can see how then they brought that in with them in, into this current lifetime. So it's really important to examine uh, those last thoughts, because as in the case of the lady with the psoriasis, you know, she brought that, that was her last thought, and here, you know, she manifests a skin condition. So really, um, we have to remember, <laughs> as if we have nothing else to think about at the moment of mm-hmm. death, but uh, to really, um, you know, uh, watch our thoughts and, and uh, you know, focus on the, on the positive aspects of, of that life, because every life... Uh, has meaning and and uh, has a, a lesson that the soul has just uh, gone through. So there's a lot to ponder. Yeah, I, and I, th- that was beautiful. I, I think too, when like in the example you use of the woman with the psoriasis and and working in a, a saloon, you know, back mm-hmm. in in the Western beginning of the Western culture, because we're so far away from that in terms of years, it's something that today we could look back and go, oh, that was kind of cool or interesting, mm-hmm. right? It, which could mm-hmm. probably help the psoriasis as she lets yeah. go of that oh. and. Yeah, we do it. We do some forgiveness work um, at the end of the session. Uh, to not only forgive others if somebody did something to them, but to forgive themselves as well, and uh, you know, to, to just well, why do you ha- why do you suppose your soul brought this lifetime up right now? And uh, you know, mm-hmm. look at the parallels between that life and the life you have now. What are the similarities? What are the behavior patterns that are the same? Um, and just examining it from that depth, uh, you know, even looking at people that were in that life that are in your life again now. Why are they in your life now? What role are they playing? Wow. So all of that factors into uh, a really complete understanding of why they brought in this particular malady into this life and how it has its its beginnings uh, right. in the previous lifetime. And because we have had so, some of us have had so many lifetimes, you know, oh, yeah. thousands, it is really interesting to, to go, oh, well, why are we working on this one right now, right? That that right. one particular one, that's fascinating. And nobody ever goes to the lifetime they're going, they think they're, yeah. that they want to go to, or they think <laughs> every single person said that they had no clue oh, right. about that life. And I would yet agree. They, and yet it makes perfect sense to them because you could see them like, oh, now I understand, I get it, this is where this is coming. This makes perfect sense to me. Right. And then they get very excited about the healing process. And uh, that's why when I went back to them, you know, six to eight weeks later to find out uh, what had happened with their condition, I was uh, really pleased to see that um, out of the 23 people in the book, four of them have complete healing. Wow. And, and uh, seven said their condition improved substantially, 
And uh, eight said that their condition remained unchanged, but their attitude and their perspective changed. And that in and of itself was a healing for them. I agree, because sometimes we have physical situations in our life to help us to prevent certain other challenges. You know, like Mm -hmm. let's say if someone has a temperamental back, well, maybe they shouldn't run anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a different exercise, like doing yoga for them is actually going to be better for their body and their soul. And so sometimes not not having a complete healing is actually not a bad thing. Uh, So I think that's lovely that those those um, people who didn't have the you know full removal of their um, disease that uh, that they came to peace about it because it's oh maybe this isn't that bad I'm okay you know it's it's all right you know my my life is fine which is right. lovely I think that's really right. lovely right. Uh, so so you you do this after a few weeks you have a, another session with them or a conversation about how they're doing is that what you do with all of your cases then or all of your clients not, not normally but mm-hmm. I wanted to get some statistical data for this I, I like to think of myself as a spiritual scientist <laughs> and uh, I really wanted them to tell their story I didn't want this to be a book in which I was espousing the the benefits of past life work because you know a lot of people are skeptical about it a lot of the people who came to the to the session were skeptical they they weren't sure if this was going to work or if they would even see a, a past life. Uh, and they, they mostly were concerned that they were going to um, imagine that they were, it was all there, they were going to make the whole thing up. And I, I can guarantee everyone that after the session, they changed their mind completely about that attitude because they knew they could not have possibly made up something like that. Um, and so the follow-up was really intended to find out, you know, okay, we're six to eight weeks out. Uh, how are you feeling now? It, it, you know, did this did this help you in any way? And and um, and that's why uh, that's why I did it. But normally, um, I invite my clients, of course, to to keep up with uh, you know, send mm-hmm. me an email and let me know if mm-hmm. if they've had any dreams that have given them more information mm-hmm. or or they have had any kind of insight. You know, listening to music or watching a movie. Sometimes, you know. Once you've opened that door, I agree. Uh, then, then more <laughs> things will start to flow through. Right. And so I'm, I'm always curious about that. Um, you also do, um, when you begin each session, or at least during your research, you have your um, the participants do a body scan, a thorough right. body scan. Right. So talk to me about that a little bit. Well, in the very beginning of a regression, I always do a very long you know, relaxation process. So I mm. start with their feet and work my, my way up, giving them the suggestion that, you know, their, their, their toes are, are relaxed, their ankle, you know, their, their, their knees, all the way up. But with this particular session, while I did that to prepare them to go into that altered state of consciousness in which to access the past life, I also asked them to do a body scan and to tell me when, when they're relaxing their feet. I said, tell me if you feel any discomfort, any sensitivity, or if you have a birthmark in that part of your body. That often will set the stage for what's going to be coming up in the regression. So some people, if they see, they say, I have a birthmark in my shoulder or in my abdomen. Often that's a remnant of a past life wound. Wow. And that's based a lot on the work of Dr. Ian Stevenson at the University of Virginia. Oh, yeah. Who, who did a lot of work in that area um, right. regarding, um, regarding birthmarks. So we incorporated that. The sensitivity, for instance, if, you're, if you're, you have sensitivity with your eyes, like you can't have anybody coming at you, you know. Like for me, I can't do eye drops. I just can't, I can't stand that. Wow. Uh, or some people have sensitivities around their neck. They can't wear a scarf. 
um, you know, uh, or anything that, that closes up on their throat, that's, uh, that's a remnant from a previous lifetime. So we factor all of that in before we even get to the regression. Wow. So, um, and then, of course, the regression kind of fills in the blanks, and then the soul writing at the end really ties it all up in a bow. Wow. Okay, that's exciting. So when you're when you're helping them with this body scan, mm-hmm. then are are you also? Uh, I'm sure you've already had the conversation about whatever health elements you know that they were having at the time. But that does that also bring up? Oh yeah, and by the way, this elbow has been hurting me for five years, and I forgot to mention it. I mean, is that part of it as yeah, well? Yeah, I I, I I asked them that in the screening process, mm. and uh, I I had people coming in who said that they were dealing with uh, chronic conditions like arthritis, diabetes heart disease, I had liver and kidney problem people, weight and digestive issues, a lot of head-related concerns, foot, leg, and back pain. I've even had some people with sexual issues, drug and alcohol wow. abuse, and mental and emotional disorders. Those last three I really didn't want to get into. And, um, <laughs> I really didn't want to get into those areas, but they came to me, and I thought, you know, um, there's a reason that they're coming, and, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's get into that. So I did have... Uh, a few recovering uh, alcoholics uh, who were interesting because they wow. wanted to find out where this came from. Where did wow. this, They were already well on their way, but they wanted to find out where it came from. And wow. then I had a woman with a bipolar disorder uh, and some people that um, had been sexually abused. Wow. So it was, um, uh, you know, I didn't want to um, presume or get, get in over, over my head, you know, because I have my limitations on what I can do. Sure. But from a past life perspective, it all made perfect sense, and we were able to sort a lot of that out um, and come to an understanding about, you know, what was the root cause of the issues that they're dealing with now. Wow. Uh, this is all very fascinating. We're going to take a quick break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back with Joanne DiMaggio. Um, her latest book, Karma Can Be a Real Pain. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to learn about the anatomical function of a chakra and have a greater understanding of how it functions? Well, check out Marie's latest course, Divine Energy Medicine. This two-day intensive course will educate participants in reading the health and vitality of chakras, organs, and the physiology of the human body. Participants will learn how to energetically read others and how to hold their energy to create a health and wellness for themselves and those they touch. Join Marie March 25th and 26th as she dives into divine energy medicine. Visit her website, energyintuitive.com, for more details about the course. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, Just wanted to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids, yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. 
Learn how at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Eric Allen, who reveals a practical way for accessing and using your personal power. On Saturday, Carl Petrie makes his debut with a fascinating and moving true story of the invisible world and his personal insights. In hour number two, Manson Mitchell are pleased to present Rhea, host of Entrepreneur's Table. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Joanne DiMaggio. She is the author of, well, this is her third book, Karma Can Be a Real Pain, Past Life Clues to Current Life Problems with Modalities. And so transform your life by uncovering your past lives. That's very, very important. Um, and so what are you working on now? Well, I am writing a book about uh, a man who... Um grew up with Dr. Casey. Uh, the mm. first nine years of his life he spent uh, in the Casey household. He was the nephew of Casey's um, uh, uh, secretary, Gladys Davis. And uh, the stories of what he saw as a child growing up with Edgar Casey, the most renowned psychic of the 20th I century. I know. I mean, I feel like I, I'm friends with Edgar Casey, even though obviously yeah. I'm not. <laughs> but I just love him and all the people who work and study with him or, you know, because in my mind, and I'm sure yours too, he's still very much alive. And Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I love Edgar Casey. And what if, okay, so he, this man that you're writing about, he grew up in the household. Yeah, he, um, he was, uh, when he was born, um, the doctors said he was going to die within three days, and Gladys wrapped him up in blankets, brought him over to Mr. Casey. Mr. Casey did a life reading on him right then and there, told them what to do, and they did it, uh, gave him carnation milk, as a matter of fact. Wow. And he survived. He's now 80 years old. He lives here in Charlottesville. The interesting thing about him is that Edgar Casey said in his life reading that he had been, he is the reincarnation of both Thomas Jefferson and Alexander the Great. Wow. And, and for me, the interesting aspect is because, you know, sometimes I do meet people who have had famous past lives, and other time I meet people who think 
I know. That they've had a I think that's mostly what I hear. People think that they've been these famous. I'm like, no, I don't yeah. see that. Um, yeah, sorry. Most people, <laughs> most people who really had a famous past life are pretty humble. Right. But can you imagine being a, a child and being told that this is who you wow. had been? So what was his life growing up? Uh, Mr. Casey, I think, uh, saw a lot in him. He taught him when he was out on the pier fishing how to read auras. He taught mm-hmm. him the, the creation story. So this this child had a, a a most unusual childhood, but then Mr. Casey died when he was only nine. He didn't get his second reading, and his life sort of went astray after that. Mm. So it's sort of an in-depth look at um, what what it was like to be a child in in the Casey household. He, you know, he saw fairies and elementals. He saw. Casey levitate someone. Um, wow. To him, that was all normal. <laughs> then he went to school and found out that other people didn't live like that. So uh, anyway, he's a very fascinating, uh, charming man, and uh, and so I've been working on that for quite a few years now, and I hope to get it done by the end of the year. Ah, oh, well, we are all waiting for that book. That sounds fantastic, and I want to thank you too for all the work that you've done um, in this book. And I again love the the back of the book where. People can actually do their own um, their own writing about their soul's previous lifetimes, and and I love too how you make sure that people understand the difference between automatic writing and soul writing. They're different experiences. Yeah, and you. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's important, right? Um, because it is. a soul it experience is. is it's not anything that you could possibly imagine. You know, it's like <laughs> it's really hard to imagine a person's past life, no matter who you've been in the past. It's usually shocking and surprising, but at the same time. So familiar, and that's why we know it was a past life because it makes total sense to the individual, right. which is right. really lovely. Ah, mm-hmm. well, I want to thank you again for all the work that you've done regarding this and all the work you're going to do in the future. And um, yeah, it's just been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Marie. I've enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day in Virginia. Okay, thank you. All righty, thank you so all right, much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, that was super fun. Impressive, right? So cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, uh, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia is a cool place. A lot of metaphysical people live there mm-hmm. and um, a lot of interesting professors at the university there. So uh, if you ever want to go take some cool classes, that might be a good university to go take some cool classes or maybe they have some cool summer workshops or something of that nature. So uh, we thank all the people who've been on the phone lines waiting um, f- to uh, have a conversation. So I'm thrilled to do that. Who do we have on the phone lines? Sure. And if you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manucherry Show. If you're just tuning in, we just also wrapped up with uh, a, <clears throat> excuse me, author Joanne DiMaggio. She was the author of Karma Can Be a Real Pain. <laughs> Until then, we'll take, it's Hadras, I believe, from Germany. Did oh, I get that lovely. right? Hello? Hadras? Hi. Hello. Oh, hi there. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? My name is Hadas. Good. I hope you can hear me. I'm calling with Skype. Oh, yes. Yes, we can. I, Benny was just reminding me that there'll be a little space in between, and I need to be mindful of that. So I will be. I appreciate that. What can I do for you? First of all, thank you so much for your amazing show. Um, my question is, uh, I'm currently right now, well, actually um, have been for many years, really focusing on my career and my art. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Um, but I'm, I've been working on, on blockages and maybe issues that I have, and I was wondering if you have some input on maybe things I don't see. Yeah, of course. And um, I hope Germany's doing well. I hope it's lovely there, having a, a great winter right now, I'm sure, in Germany. 
Um, so at least I think it's winter there. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's lovely. And, yes, I've already wrote out your energy because uh, that's how I do a reading when I'm doing a distance reading. And I, I would say, and I love that you have found something that feeds you passionately. You've got a lot of energy moving into the body, which is kind of unusual. I don't always see that. I think it's normal, but I don't always see that in someone's energy system. So you've got lots of vital life force energy moving in, which is awesome. That means you're you're on track with your passion, which means your soul. You, you know, when people connect to their divine plan, which is the fifth layer of their org field, they actually ignite their talent. Everyone has talent. In some part of this world, there is talent for everyone. And you have ignited yours, which is lovely. When I'm looking at your energy system, an area that might help you in your career, you know, helping it to be as successful as possible, is learning to receive. So I think you're great at giving, um, but taking in and receiving, I think, is a little challenging for you, which could be challenging in getting the career to be prosperous or successful or whatever word you want to use. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So the back of the heart chakra is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. Although you could think that any part of your being can take in energy. So you don't have to be limited to the back of the heart chakra, but it's a great area to start. And you're empathic, so your heart chakra fills your entire chest cavity. If you can allow yourself to imagine often, especially when people are appreciating you um, or doing something nice for you, that energy is moving into your back. You creatively visualize it or feel it or hear the movement of subatomic particles, however you want to experience it, is perfectly fine. But it also needs to be in a very large mass. So not just a few drops of rain or a few splashes of color moving in, but massive energy moving into your back because you're a giver. An artist is a giver, you know, to share their craft with the world. That's an, that's a, an act of giving. So learning to receive is hugely important for you on so many levels. That's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to the show and calling in from Germany. We really appreciate it enormously. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye and good luck with everything. Yeah, spread the love out there. We could we could use it. Yeah, we we could. Yes. Uh, I, I won't get too much into politics today, but um, for, for some people, um, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare are the same thing, just so that we're clear about that. And uh, for all the people that the Affordable Care Act helps, which is over 20 million Americans, that for the rest of us who aren't, you know, uh, directly affected by Obamacare, I mean, everyone actually is affected by the Affordable Care Act. Everyone is. The few little dollars that we pay extra to help everybody else have insurance, to me, is worth it. So I don't know what's going to happen now that it's being repealed, potentially, most likely, um, from our new administration. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but hopefully we'll start to realize that helping other people is not really socialism. Um, not helping other people really is nationalism, by the way. <laughs> but hopefully we'll, um, we'll learn to actually be kind and care about other people. And, you know, it's good for business in the United States that, are, that Americans are healthy. People can work. People can purchase. They can travel. They can do all kinds of things. So when people are healthy, it's actually great for the economy. So hopefully that's something that will... Uh, you know, happen for us. President-elect Trump, I believe, has a, a plan. I got a plan <laughs> yeah. ready to go. I'm going to release it very well, soon. Y- a plan. Y- and you know what? If he does and it's good, I will be thrilled. Right. I'm telling you. Totally. I'll be, I will be mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. I just, I, I don't think any Republicans even think that they have a plan. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't think they have a plan. But maybe, they, maybe they're going to be quick on their feet and they're going to come up with something that allows us to continue to care for other people who have challenges caring for themselves under 
the, the, the way that we, you know, take care of human beings in, in the U.S. Hopefully that's true. But just remember, it's all the same thing. Obamacare, actually, the phrase came from the Republican Party because they didn't like the term the Affordable Care Act. So they called it Obamacare because they thought it was going to be a failure, which they still think it is. And so um, that's why some people are confused. They don't realize mm-hmm. that they have Obamacare. <laughs> so and it doesn't hurt to work under a little bit of pressure anyways. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, it doesn't hurt to work under a little bit of pressure anyways. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's kind of what they're used to. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that would be lovely. Yes. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Who do we have next on the phone line? Sure. Uh, real fast, if you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number. We have a line open. Dennis from Muckleteo Ooh, is Dennis. joining us. Hello, Dennis. Welcome to the show, bud. Okay, Marie. Yeah. Want, my mom passed away this this week. Oh, I'm so sorry. I want to know what she's doing now. Oh, first of all, my deepest condolences to you and your family. This still this feels like it's very, very fresh. I know it's just a week. It's very, very fresh. So when I read your mother's energy, she was kind of stubborn. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, really stubborn. So and so when I say kind of, if you could see my face, you would know that I'm being kind. <laughs> like your mom was a stubborn individual, in my opinion. And so when people leave their bodies, some people get to the other side really fast. Like within seconds, they are, have crossed through the astral plane and they are in the fifth dimension. And they are like loving every second of it and having fun or just kind of slowly waking up over there. But they've crossed. Your mother hasn't crossed yet. She's out of her body, but she's in the astral plane because she's stubborn and she's a little annoyed. She probably even fight it, fought her own death, like prolonged her life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so she's actually frustrated <laughs> because she's mad. She had kind of a temperament, at least in my opinion she did. And if she didn't act on it, then possibly it was repressed. I actually love it when people do this. It's very cute. It reminds me when I was a nurse and um, I would go into a patient's room, maybe someone who would be like in their late 80s or early 90s. And, of course, we were worried about, you know, oh, my gosh, is, how's this person doing? Or, or, or is this going to be the end of their life, this hospitalization? And if I walked into a patient's room that was at age and they were really cranky with me, I would be so happy because I knew they were going to go home because they were fighters and they were stubborn and they were going to go home. So your mom fits that category for me when I read her energy. So it's going to take her a few more weeks before she actually crosses to the other side. Have you had her memorial yet or any kind of service yet? Oh, we posted her memorial on 21st. Uh-huh. So, so you had it or you're going to? We're going to. Okay, great. It'll be at that time where she, when she sees everybody loving her so, 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 so much that that's going to heighten her frequency a little bit and she'll start to see the other side. And that's when she'll begin her process of crossing over. So in my opinion, she's in the astral plane. That means she's really close to the earth realm, probably buzzing around her family members right now going, what's going on here? What, you know, being a little feisty, which is adorable. Um, so that's what I see her doing right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope that's helpful. Okay, that's helpful. Okay. And I'm very, very sorry again. And um, I know she loves all of you very much. And I'm, I'm sure that the 21st will be a phenomenal celebration of her life here on earth yeah just lovely okay okay Okay, thanks you're welcome dennis thank you so much yeah thanks dennis for calling in and uh looks like maybe we'll take one more sure okay let's do that we'll uh drive on over to uh boston we have susan joining us hello susan hi there hi susan how are you i'm good thank you good what can i do for you Oh, I was just calling for a general reading. Okay, great. I'm glad that you did. I'm drawing out your energy right now. Um, so far in my 
um, kind of stick figure artwork, I have, um, well, four chakras that are releasing energy. So that's not what I want to see when I draw out someone's energy. Well, actually, I love the whole thing. You know, I, I really do, quite frankly, and I find it fascinating. So four out of seven chakras are actually releasing or leaking energy. So are you under a lot of stress right now? Um, well, I'm trying to make a major decision in my life that's ah. fairly stressful. Okay. So how long have you been working on this major life decision? About 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> so we can safely say this decision pushes your buttons. Yeah. Okay. So we all, all of us have an area of our life. Some of, sometimes we have more than one area, but we have an area of our life that pushes our buttons. And, and it's usually not super obvious. Like it seems like, oh, well, no, I sh- should be able to do A, B, C, D, and E, and this is going to be resolved, and it's no big deal, but we can't seem to get through it. And that's a sign that it pushes our buttons, like probably there's a past life connection to it, which means that there's a lot of emotions or feelings or belief systems that n- need to shift or at least be addressed before we can move forward. Um, do you see what I'm talking about? B- because you are an efficient person. And so if you're not able to get through something for 25 years, that there is going to be a past life connection to it. That's why it's bugging the heck out of you. And that's why no matter how you turn it over in your mind, the solution doesn't seem plausible. So so I'm going to recommend, of course, doing the back part of Joanne DiMaggio's book, um, perhaps, or do a meditation or ask your guides, the universe, your higher self, God, whatever terms you want to use, to give you insight into a past life that is blocking you from moving forward in this aspect of your life. Because you're really, I mean, you can get stuff done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the reason why this is, again, happening is because of old feelings that have not been resolved that have to do with past life. Uh, So I would encourage you to do some work on that, if that makes sense. Okay, and which of the four chakras are you saying are leaking? Sure, uh, the throat, the fourth, the third, and the second. And and just so you know, the fourth has the smallest amount of leak, which that's great because that particular chakra governs the heart and the lungs and the breast tissue. So that's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, the fifth and the second have the biggest amount of leak. The third is moderate. Um, so speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. may even have a part of this 25-year odyssey that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. So at least writing down your truth and then doing your best to get comfortable with that whole aspect of truth. In my pre- personal and professional experiences, throat chakras um, have a lot to do with past lives where we've been beheaded. I know that's kind of crude to talk about, but <laughs> but it's true. And so if, if especially for saying something, and think about you know the dark ages, yeah. like sure. pe- people were killed for pretty much nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that could be part of it. So if you're having a hard time expressing yourself, you might want to say to yourself as you're writing down your thoughts and preparing to have a conversation with someone about your truth is to tell yourself in the back of your mind over and over and over again, honey, we're safe. We're safe. Everything's okay. This is the 21st century. Everything's fine. It's great to be a woman. This is how much money I have in the bank. This is my education or whatever things you think you could say that would help your soul feel safe and start to recognize your cells that are responding to a history, a previous lifetime, start to have conversations with yourselves about where you are right now. Mm-hmm. I think that could be beneficial for you. And your throat chakra, even in this conversation, is reducing that leak. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as, as accessing courage, that has been another area that I've been struggling with. Yeah, Once I am able to seek my truth to access the courage to follow through on it. 
it's all the same thing. It, it's mm-hmm. all, you know, fear is fear. You can, mm-hmm. you can shape it different ways. You can call it different words, but fear is fear. Um, I, I think that's why I gave that kind of prescription of telling yourself that you're safe so that you will feel that it's okay to speak your truth because you're not in, in danger of speaking your truth today. From what I can see of your life, it's you're not in mortal danger, no. but somehow no. your body responds, which is a past life experience, as if you are, but you aren't. Mm. Okay. Curious. Curious. Mm. <laughs> well, try some of these things out, and then uh, let us know in the future how it's going. Okay. All Thank right. you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Have a great day in Boston. Yeah. Thanks, Susan, for calling in. And uh, how about we scoot off to a quick little break? Lovely. Wet our whistle, and uh, we'll be right back with more from the Marie Manucherry Show. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Marie Manucherry, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy and intuitive.com. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Have you ever felt like you are meant for something more? The truth is you are. Life is not to be endured. It is to be lived. Live your life fully and with purpose. Join me, Holly Holmquist, day minister, spiritual mentor, and the host of Open Conversations, Sundays at 3 p.m. If you want to live your authentic life, let me and my fascinating guests inspire you. Join Open Conversations Sundays from 3 to 4 on KKNW Alternative Talk 1150. That's Sundays at 3 p.m. Join the conversation. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150.
And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous, sunny, chilly Seattle. It's been really icy here. So for Seattleites, remember to be careful and, um, you know, watch out for that ice. It gets cold here pretty early, too, in the evening. So making sure that you're paying attention to that on your way home tonight on your commute. And we're getting close to a three-day weekend for the country. So people are going to be enjoying Martin Luther King Day on Monday, which is exciting. It's very lovely. So who do we have on the phone lines? Yeah, we'll take Alexa calling in from Seattle. Hello, Alexa. Hello. Hi, Alexa. Um, what can I do for you? Well, I have this question that um, I realize I probably should ask because it keeps coming up in my life. And um, since we're talking about past life and karma, I thought maybe it would be appropriate. Sure. Um, so um, I have this um I, I don't know. I just started realizing it a few years ago, but I have this um, thing that comes up in my life in relationships with other people. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, the main thing that comes up is that I am totally misunderstood by somebody. So, um, and my intentions are totally good. So, right. you know. Yeah, you're a very I'm, good person, loyal, honest, responsible. But he, here's the issue. You contract your energy so people can't feel you, and that's why they're misreading you. So so we, we could look at it as a, as a past life experience. Remember, everything is related. Anything that we're working on in this lifetime is related to a previous lifetime. I believe that about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. So, um, so, what, so what I would ask you to do is to work on your aura. So your aura contracts, and then people read that as a shutdown or you're disinterested or you're mad or do you know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So and and of course that's not what you're feeling at all towards them, but that's what they are sensing from you because you start to contract. You collapse your energy around you. It's a protective mechanism. And the reason why you do it from my perception is it's a little scary for you when it comes to intimate relationships. And I don't mean just romantic ones, but intimacy is a little scary for you. You like it, you're excited, you want to have it, but your energy system doesn't feel safe. And so you contract, you protect yourself. So, yeah. Well, so. I think, yeah. yeah well, the, the only thing I'm thinking of is, um, well, okay, so I'm just going to think for a minute how this is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think that what I've done, like I, I really used to be quite open and allow myself a lot of vulnerability, but it got to be sort of tiring to take people's stuff like that. Like I started to have to close off a little bit because I was getting sort of like blindsided or whipped or something, you know, like I was picking up other people's energy. Yeah, I I disagree with all of that. So when someone's energy is really open, it's actually more protective. So when your auric field is expanded, you have more energy circulating around your body and it's a natural protection. I don't think you've ever been in that place in that in this particular lifetime. Maybe as a child, I see your auric field when I look in the in your you know, childhood, started to contract right around age three or four. So prior to that, I would say, yes, you had your energy system open, but I don't believe you've had your energy system open since then consistently. Oh, uh-huh, okay. So vulnerability is power, very powerful, and it actually has a lot to do with the individual, has nothing to do with anyone else, and that's where we hear truth and we can hear consciousness. And when our auric field is expanded, uh, that's when we have natural protection. So what what I'm going to suggest that you do, do you have the book The Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan by chance? Uh-huh. I, yeah, I do. Right. I do. So in that book, there's an exercise. It's I believe it's called the auric exercise or the field exercise. It kind of looks like a, 
um, like you're doing some sort of martial arts exercise, like a, a little bit of you mo- you're moving your hands and your body. Um, you'll be able to find it on the book. I think it's called the Aura Exercise. Um, if you can't find it, you can write to the office. Justine knows exactly which which exercise I'm talking about since you have the book. And then I would do that exercise for like three months so that we can retrain your org field to be expansive. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, I will do that. Yay! Thank you so much for calling in and have a gorgeous day. It was fun Thank chatting you so with much. you. It was great, great conversation. Cool. And uh, let's check it out. Yeah, we got time for a couple more. Lorraine from Sammamish. Hello, Lorraine. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. Oh, hi. How are hi. you? Fine. Great. What can I do for you? Oh, I have a health-related question. Um, I'm currently doing a cleanse starting the new year, but I've kind of been battling the last year or two with some weight gain. Uh-huh. And I wanted to kind of know whether I'm missing something. Is it hormones, thyroid, mm-hmm. um, life? My life. Vitamins. <laughs> You're vitamins. so cute. You're so, so cute. There's vitamins I'm taking that aren't working. Is it food related? Yeah. And I eat very clean. I know you, you do. So here's, here's my uh, prescription. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but um, I'm a huge fan and have been for a long time, but then reignited my um, joy of eat right for your blood type book. That was just re-released again with updates and, um, because I, I really believe in the science behind based on the type of blood you have based on when those type of people started to show up on the planet. So O's came to the planet first. So they eat kind of older food and they do need meat. A's came a little bit later. They eat maybe more modern foods and they don't eat meat. So um, I would love I think it would be great for you to consider reading that book and look at the especially when you're looking at beneficial foods, especially for people who already eat good clean diet, which is a big part of health is eating healthy foods. Um, but there are foods listed under each blood type about the ones that are highly, highly beneficial. And when you do that, you you jumpstart your immune system. He also has supplements that are listed in the book for each blood type too. So that's what I would recommend that you do. Okay. Okay. And I think you're going to get um, th- that it's going to do exactly what you need to do for your health. I'm not worried okay, about you I'll- at all. Okay, good. Yeah, and I started working out again, too, so that's helping get yeah. my energy moving. I think it's going to have a big positive effect on you. I think you'll like it a lot. Okay. Okay. I'll go out and get it today. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, happy health to you. Yeah, thanks, Lorraine, for joining us. And I think we have time for about one more call for the Marie Manucherry Show, if you're just tuning in. Lavina from Baltimore. Hello, Lavina. Hi, Lavina. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, and I love your name. That is so pretty. Thank you. <laughs> so what can I do for you? Well, I've had this stubborn case of insomnia for probably two to three years, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've tried so many interventions Mm -hmm. from alternative energy, acupuncture to medication, hormone supplements to not working. Um, But the longer I go without working, um, like in a career, uh, I'm taking care of my 10-year-old son primarily, the more I feel like I'm betraying my purpose Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place with, um, you know, what's the best way to be of service, but with this sleeping problem, I also have chronic joint issues, the different physical obstacles to being present. I just wonder if I'm just missing something and I would so appreciate any insight into Yeah, of course. And first of all, I'm really sorry. I do not like insomnia. It's no fun. I certainly had it 
while I was going through menopause. And the beautiful full moon lately has been waking me up the last couple mornings, so I can certainly relate. A little too early. I've been watching uh, television a little too early <laughs> in the middle of the night, so I can I can certainly relate. First of all, you are contributing by raising your 10-year-old child. I think raising our future human beings, well, they're already human beings, but raising these beings is probably one of the most rewarding, beneficial, and hardest jobs that a fellow human being can do. So congratulations to that, number one. Your, your root chakra is very, very large. When someone has a really large root chakra, and I, I would never know this by listening to your voice, but people who have that are actually insecure. They feel insecure. <clears throat> but I would never know that about your voice because you have this confident, lovely voice, great pronunciation of language. And so what I would recommend that you do is, first of all, start appreciating where you are. Start appreciating being a mom of a 10-year-old all okay. day long, all day day long because I promise you before you know it that kid's going to be so busy and so many other things you will have the free time to pursue something that lights your soul on fire besides motherhood right Mm. but for now and that's really your job your mind is so busy trying to figure out what to do in the world yes (laughs) and that's why you can't sleep by the way Seriously, you can't, you don't shut it down because you feel, like you said, guilty and responsible. Like, I should be doing more. What should I? And here yes. you are doing something that is so sacred, so beneficial, so incredibly important. Right? I mean, I'm sure if Donald Trump, I, I know I probably shouldn't say this, if he had different parenting, we would probably <laughs> see a different, no, seriously, we would see a different human being who spoke differently to the public that he serves, right? Mm. So you are doing an incredible, beautiful, and just service that is so important. And I Thank think you. you're welcome. As So your, your homework assignment throughout the day is to start to appreciate yourself. And, then and I mean that. And that's forever. That's a forever exercise for you. Okay. And, and then I'd love for you to start asking the what if question. What if I have restful sleep every night? I want you to start getting curious about that question because there, if there is something besides appreciating yourself that you need to do to help yourself sleep, it will come to you through that curiosity. It may take a few weeks or a couple months or whatever. You'll probably start to notice that your sleep will improve right away. Okay. <laughs> so what if my sleep improves every single night or what if I get great restful sleep most nights or every night? Whatever you feel comfortable using positive, curious questions about your sleep. Okay. Okay. So there's nothing terribly physically wrong, like my female organs being wacky or no one's been able to figure out, you know, is it the, is it peri early onset perimenopause? And and I wasn't sure, like, is this really just psychic mental or (laughs) is it, or is it physical or both? And so most of it's, most of it's psychological in my opinion, but I did hear maca root several times when you began to talk on the air. So I would investigate maca root, and um, it's great for hormones. It's not a hormone, but it enhances hormones. Okay. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a lovely day in Baltimore, and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. you All righty. Bye-bye. And thank you, everyone, for listening, calling in, uh, listening later to the podcast, and, of course, listening to the show on Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m., 
um, they re- are repeating our show here on KKNW. Double dose of Marie. Double dose. Double says, dose. And thank you, Benny, always for your great work oh, and helping pleasure. me with the show and for Justine, too, who graciously answers the phones. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.